is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. Oh, we're live. We're live at uh, Schaefer Baseball Report. What's up, Ray? What's going on? What number is it, Schaefer? 1.5. Nope. 4. No. Three, six, four, six, eight. Just <laughs> <laughs> throw it up in the air. That's it, man. It's like bingo. Bingo. <laughs> bingo. We got it. <laughs> and then we got we got a special guest in the studio today, don't we? Yep. Yeah, it's uh, my 18-year-old son, Zach, getting ready to graduate, accepted to USC. Go... Gamecocks. Game no. Ah, wait. So, <laughs> you just said it. I, was, I, I thought you were going with that Dirty one. mind, man. What the hell's wrong with you, Ray? So, good God. So, um, yes, Zach just got accepted to, uh, awesome. to USC. Old Miss, and where else was the other one? That, Alabama. And Alabama. Oh, my God. How do you yeah. skip Old Miss? The, the, what's that? The Southern Bells down there? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my a, God. Yeah. Come back with one of those Southern Bells. I, I just applied there because I knew I'd get in. I had to go somewhere. <laughs> I had to go somewhere. Yeah, Zach, bring that up on you, bud. Bring your mic up on you so you get uh, – yeah, so it, we, it, it's, it's a big uh, – it's a big moment in our household because yeah. Amanda, Amanda is like totally stressed over the fact that you know we just got to get him into college. We just got to get him into college. Like he wasn't going like he was going to end up at York Tech or <laughs> you know like be a welder or something. Right. Hey, they need welders. <laughs> yeah, we need welders. We need garbage men. We, we need, need a welders. bunch of guys out here. To yeah, keep, let's go. So, but uh, yeah, so he's in, and uh, everybody's excited about that. That's awesome. Um, so before we jump on to Zach and and our our family baseball history and stories here. We um, you got to give credit to MLB for acknowledging the Negro Leagues yeah. as uh, you know it's uh, that's pretty special. Yeah, um, things growing up because some of the greatest players that ever played the game yes, are not have not been identified by MLB. Yep, Josh Gibson. Um, African, Josh yep. Gibson. So yep. the, you know the legend of Josh Gibson is he hit 900, 900 home runs. Yeah, more than Beirut. Yes, but the truth of the matter is, and not to take anything away from that because he probably hit eight hundred or more home runs. But they did. They didn't just. They weren't all league home runs. They were. Oh. You know, they traveled around. Gotcha. And they did exhibitions. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and he said he's hit home runs well over 500 foot in dead ball eras and things like that. Yeah. Apparently, his power was just extraordinary. But people would claim that he was not only the best catcher to ever play the game, better than Johnny Bench, better than really? Rodriguez. Did, yeah. You know, not different different era. I mean, they caught with two hands yeah. and did some things. But but they say that he was one of the greatest hitters ever in the game. And he and his numbers parallel Babe Ruth's numbers, uh, even for number of home runs hit per at bat. I think it was like eleven between eleven and twelve, eleven point something. Yeah. So every eleven point seven at bats, you hit a home run. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. That's impressive. So my numbers. As far as like home runs 127 go, 127 at bats. Yeah, it's so funny. So. Uh, um, yeah, Zach's got one of the one of the balls. The other one, who knows? I, when, it, the first one was Mattis. I guess I guess if I would have known the second one was going to be the last one, you'd keep your first and your last, and it'd be one and two. There you go. That <laughs> you know, listen, but, uh, those are big numbers right there. Listen, one is a big number, right? <laughs> hey, listen, so how many people can say that they hit? I, that's what I was just about to say. How right? many people can say that? But you, you know, know you got two. I got two. That, was that why you were number two? No. Maybe you should have put number nine or something. You'd probably hit uh, no nine. No kidding. I really, right. if, if, you know if I, mean? I would have known that, that would have determined that like, two is all you get, bud. Two <laughs> is all you get. Exactly. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. I hit a lot of balls I thought were going out. <laughs> the win, the win. Yeah, but I never, I never pimped one. Never pimped I, No, you kidding, man, with my power? Oh, listen. Listen, as soon as you heard crack, you just start running as fast as you can. When you hit two, you can't pimp it. 
You can't pimp it, you know. You when you have when, when you're 160 pounds, yeah, yeah, you're not you're not pimping, no, you know. You know. But uh, um, and also I, I, um, like the with the Negro League, the first African American player was not Jackie Robinson. I seen a story. It was it was like 50 years prior. Um, we got to look up the name if you could Google it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Google. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they're gonna acknowledge that, and you know, I hope so. You know, I mean, Josh Gibson's already in the Hall of Fame. Those guys are at Satchel Page. These guys are in the Hall yeah. of Fame, but you know, to be identified as Major League Baseball players, you know, and and the Negro League being part of Major League Baseball, so you get your American League, your natural, your nat. There you go. What's his name? Moses Fleetwood Walker. What was it? Eighteen Moses what? You got so Google. All right, so yeah, so that's you know that's another thing that you know hopefully. So what were the leagues back then? But it was it was an MLB. Yeah, was he played it, in the profe- like played yeah. In, yeah. I mean, he didn't play in many games. I so think. by right. acknowledge the Negro leagues, you mean the MLBs like acknowledging the records set in those leagues and like, yeah. yeah you so you would that? you would, so going back to you're talking about Josh Gibson, right? He so they say he hit nine hundred home runs, but there's an organization out there that's. That's found all the box scores from all the years. Really? Yeah, it's, wow. it's it's pretty intensive. I mean, you should read the story. It's on the Google the story later and read it. But so they have all the box scores. So in reality, he hit like 280 in actual league play. Yeah. But over traveling, you know, remember the the old movie Bingo Long, traveling all yeah. stars and stuff yeah. like that. They, they you know they barnstormed around because they made money that way. Yeah. That's how they did it. So like the they, Harlem Globetrotters, but for baseball. Exactly. But yeah. they but they also the Harlem Globetrotters never played in a league. Yeah. They just played they had their league generals, and they had their championships yeah. and they had their World Series and yep. things like that. So he had two hundred and eighty. Um, do you know who leads all Major League Baseball in home runs, Zach? Is it Barry Bonds? Dude. Hey. Give that man a kiss. That's why he's dog. going to US, uh, USC. Huh? How about that? Yeah. You got it. Yeah, you got it. Well, oh, actually, Andrew, we might, we might, we might have like picked the wrong. Something and some change, isn't it? What? No, 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 no. Runs. No, no, that's no, hits. No. That's it. Oh, well, over that's, hits. That's Pete Rose, right? Pete Rose has over four thousand hits. Wow. Yeah, nobody's touching that. Yeah. That, what, that, what record do you think will never be broken? That one. Oh, and, how about and, Mickey Mantle? I mean, consecutive. I mean, no, Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. Fifty-six yeah. games. Yeah. I don't think that'll ever be broken. And Kyle Ripken's never again. Never again. What? I don't know what Bo Jackson's record was. Didn't he have um, consecutive steals or something like that? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that, that one. Yeah. yeah. Like but, you know, you, you think about Ripken's streak. That's that's unbelievable. That's never going to happen know, again. To start that many consecutive games. That's, that well, will I mean, never they be. don't let the players play like that anymore. These no, you're, 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 you're getting. You know, they hurt their wrist and they're out for three games. And <laughs> you know, listen, yeah. and, and you're, getting, you're getting off days now because, you you know, again, you, Travel you're paying mega, mega millions of dollars. So yeah. you're protecting the athlete more than you used to protect the Absolutely. athlete. Absolutely. You know, I mean, what well, we used to read Ripken's book. Didn't he, like, leave his child's birth and then fly to a, yeah, you and I left. Yeah. Or he, we're reading that and he Yeah, he was I mean, yeah. He, and he but he got back and you know, yeah, it's, I mean, I, listen, he played hurt. Yeah, there's no way that you play 162 yeah, games say. and you're not dinged up, you know, especially if you're a starter. Oh yeah. If you're a utility guy like I was, you were healthy for a long time. <laughs> Just waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Like I pulled the muscle going into like get a hot dog out of the clubhouse or something like that. And, how about the uh, how about any guys that got drafted within that time frame that were short stops in the Orioles organization? Like you never got a shot. Well, you had Mark Belanger, then you had Cal Ripken. You know, it's, it, even in the Yankees organization when Jeter was yeah, there. Jeter, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just the chances are you were never going to get there as a shortstop. What's going to happen? So, you know, you're kind of grooming yourself to be, you know, to play in front of every other organization out there. So I remember somebody telling me when I was coming through the minor leagues, they said, you know, yeah, you're wearing an Oriole uniform, 
but you're playing for every other organization out there. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? He's like, you know, you could be traded, you could be sold, you could be released. You, you know? told that you told you, that to Ray when he you know, went right yeah. before. You, that's exactly what you he know, said. So you have to, you know, it, there's certain things like that along the way that you know th- these nuggets that you keep and yeah. they kind of fuel you because then it, it does change your approach because you can get discouraged looking up the line and going, okay, you know, again, I was right behind Ripken. You know, it wasn't like Cal had a race set that established this this record and he was playing for you know. X amount of years, and I was a second baseman coming through the Orioles organization. So, oh, that's right. You, know, you came up through with the, that's right as a second yeah. baseman. I didn't become a, I didn't become a, a shortstop until I got to the Angels organization. Joe Madden was my Double A manager, and you know, and Joe said, "Okay, you know, you're my shortstop." You okay. know, and so I had I had gotten more physical at that point, and you know, I, I looked the part and I had the arm strength and everything to do that. Um, but you know, you can you could be discouraged looking up the line years and years ago. How many years was Ripken in front of you? Well, we we both graduated high school at the same time. Oh, okay, okay. But he but he signed out of high school. Okay. I went to Maryland. So, so he, he was three, three years three years ahead of me. So when he went to when Cal first went to the big leagues, um, which was eighty one when I signed, I actually went from rookie ball to triple A. I took his spot when he went up to the big leagues for the playoffs. Oh really? Um so yeah, it was pretty cool. So I'm thinking, all right. Man, I'm a lock. I'm in the big leagues next year. I only spent like a half a year in the minor <laughs> leagues. I'm going to the big leagues. And uh, it didn't work out that way. It was eight and a half years later, um, eight years later after that. Hey, tip your hat. You stuck through but, it. But, you know, yeah. I mean, you got you to keep you got to keep grinding through it. You know, if this is something that you want to do, um, you know, you are literally playing for every other organization out there. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, there's people, when they put trades together, you see lower-level guys getting thrown in trades because, you know, these scouts that are running around watching leagues go ahead and pick their uh, – you know, pick the players and they submit them and say, you know, this would be, this is a projectable kid. We want this guy in the trade. Get him. And a little bit of luck. Next thing you know, you're there. A little bit of luck. I was listening man. to the Louis Lopez story. He was on a podcast with a buddy of mine, and I was, and he said uh, he was in the minors for X amount of years, right. and you know, what I mean, he never, you know, what I mean, put up great numbers, but he was never getting called up. But he said mm-hmm. during spring training, the big league guys don't like playing the whole game. Yep. So he said Delgado told them, hey. Be ready, because today's the day. I'm gonna just probably just get two at bats. Yeah. So uh, they they said, hey Lou, you dressing with the the big league club? You going to the stadium for spring training? And then he said, and like like Delgado did exactly what he did, and uh, you know what I mean? They said, hey Lou, you go hit, and it was like probably one of the best pitches, and he like laced them up. Yeah. And the manager's like, man, this guy could hit, and they yeah. kept him around, and you know what I mean? Next thing you know, you got You have to hang around, and I don't know how many guys these days will have time to hang around. Yeah. You know they're, they're they're limiting the minor leagues. They've they've dumped off forty organizations or something like 40 that. Forty organizations. Uh, they just they just cut about twelve hundred guys this past before yeah. the draft. You so know. you know, and and it's again, baseball now. These guys are more prepared to move on to the big league level than what we were. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. You have. Uh, yeah, these guys are playing in high-level showcases all over the place. You know, the top players. Seeing I mean, 95 like nothing. Uh, they're seeing 95, but they're also they're doing interviews. They're in big league stadiums. Yeah. They're in all these different places. Yep. And so it's not like, you know, and, and these guys love the camera. They grow up on the camera. I mean, how many, you know, oh, pictures. God, I mean, he yeah. hates taking pictures, but I take pictures all the time or videos and things like that. It's, you know, they, they've grown up. Yeah. In the, or they're doing their own videos or they're doing yeah. their own TikToks. So it's not like it's. You know, you get stage fright and you get on a freaking camera and you're like, ah, yeah, I'm in the game today. And, you know, yeah, yeah. he was throwing hard. And, <laughs> you know, now they, they, I mean, there's personalities and characters involved. So, yep. you know, they, they're more prepared. We, we've prepared these kids as coaches and things that, you know, we've mm-hmm. done, Ray, is, you know, we've prepared these kids to be ready to move on. A lot more mature. Yeah. And, you know, again, in our organization, and, you know, Zach probably heard this a million times, is, you know, is that, 
if you're going to come out of CBC's organization, you are prepared to walk into another, into a, a college environment and take somebody's job as a freshman. Yep. Not walk in and just kind of, you know, well, when my time comes, my time comes. No, your time is the day you get on campus. That's your time. And that's your time to start competing and letting everybody else around you know, like, listen, you're my teammate, yep. but I want your freaking job. That's right. And I think that's a, that, that's a misconception of a lot of parents and a lot of players that walk in like they're the stars, the big fish in a small pond in high school. And then they walk into a, you know, a major university and thinking they're going to have that same success. Mm -hmm. Not a, you got 20 other guys just as good as you, and you haven't really learned the game. Yep. So that coach at a, at a Power 5 or wherever you go – really doesn't have, like, have time to like teach you. Develop. You yeah. better be ready. Yeah, you better be ready. So if yeah. you're not ready, so. I mean, you're going to, you know what I mean, you might stick around, but more than likely you're not going to play. You know, it's funny. So we, we start off by saying, you know, I heard this and, I, and this, this stuck in my head, you know, and I, you share that with, you know, with other people, and that's like make sure that you know that you're playing for everybody else. Or, um, you know, another thing we're talking about, the number of guys, right, the number of guys on a, on a, on a team. Or you're looking and we say, you're sitting in our dugout and I look across the way and I see the other dugout and all those guys can physically do what I can do. Yeah. When you're at that level, oh, yeah. right? They're Absolutely. all, you're all good baseball players. You're all dudes at the high school level. Now you're in the small percentage that's moved on to college. Now how do you beat that guy, right? So it becomes mental, mm -hmm. right? So you have to prepare players at this level to be ready to go, not only just to be physically make your adjustments, but mentally make your adjustments That's right. because the grind becomes greater. You step into college, you know, it's at it, college, you know, I give Zach credit. He's, he's going to go to, he's going to go to USC. You know, he's not going to, he's going to play baseball in his senior year, made a choice not to go on and do that. You know, so he's going to go enjoy the college life. A, a, stu a student athlete does not no, you can't get to get to enjoy it to that extent. I mean, you know, you enjoy it because you're you're a competitor by nature and you're doing what you want to do. Yeah. And that's play baseball. But yeah. training table in the morning, oh, class, God. you know, then you come back and you have, you know, you go to practice, then you have study hall, then you go to sleep and you get up and you do it again. Yep. And in that period, you got to find time gotta, to have a social life and right. enjoy the college experience. And and a lot of times you're so so exhausted that you don't even have time to, you know, go out there and experience what everyone else is experiencing. It's that, different. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's the thing, you know, I mean, it's, I, I laugh when a lot of people talk about student athletes and they say, hey, all those guys are, you know, you know, prima donnas or they get treated. I'm like, they're doing so much more than the regular <laughs> student, right? Like, yeah. it would be so much easier just to wake up and go to class, go back to the, your dorm room and get ready for that night to go party and hang out. I mean, those yeah. guys are, have a set agenda from the time they wake up to the time they go to sleep and you have to do more than what to ask for because if you don't, you know, I mean, you're trying to win a job. Yeah, the way the, the way that coaches and, and situations take place in a college athletic environment is completely different than when I was coming through, mm -hmm. right? We didn't have morning training table. You got up and you went to class, you went to practice, mm -hmm. right? We didn't have study hall unless you absolutely needed it or the chick was hot. So you had study hall. I had study hall all the time, but I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was constantly in study hall. But uh, so... Now, you know, again, it, it, it's a job. Yeah. You know, you're being paid to be there, right? Yep. And people are expecting that. Now that used to be head coaches could stay in a situation, win or lose for 20 years. You're the head coach. I'm oh. worried about it. You know. These guys are now, getting paid a lot more. Like, now there's, there's, there's dollars yes. involved in going to a regional. There's dollars involved going to a super regional. Hosting, dollars, yeah. College World Series. Now the school's getting money because baseball was a – lost leader yeah you know i mean it wasn't a, sp a sport that generated revenue you put a budget together and one of my very good friends that was a college coach used to say i shave i would go over the budget every year really 
because I would lose money intentionally because if I didn't, then they'd take money away oh, from me. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. oh, you're under budget? We'll lower the budget. We'll give the money to this program. And you think or you're that doing program. something good, right, by saving money? But they, you know. Yeah, no, but that's, that's, that environment was not good to save money. Baseball is changing. The whole atmosphere of baseball, especially the one, a lot of the top programs as well, because it's not to have to compete with each other, right? As right. far as like stadiums. Right. Like, look at every. Mississippi State's got a new stadium. Florida's got a new stadium. I mean, all these programs are just keep upgrading, upgrading. Yeah. The coaches are getting paid a lot more. So there's a lot. Queens of has a new stadium. Oh, that's the best around. <laughs> uh, but these guys are getting, there's so much emphasis on winning, right? Yeah. So because now guys are pumping money into the baseball program. And if you don't win, you know what I mean? These guys are out. And yeah. yeah, there's no job security. But that's why it, it goes back to the, of the player walking into that program being ready. And having that, you know, I mean, moxie of like, hey, I'm a dude, and I, you don't need to, you don't need to put that much emphasis on me of teaching me how to play the game because I'm walking right. in here, I'm, I'm gonna know how to play, and give me a shot, and I'm yeah. gonna show you, because if you got a guy that says, all right, he hits 95, but he can't throw it, yeah. three consecutive times down the middle, what good is he, you know, I mean, for you? Well, we had that conversation before. We won't name the name, but you know, there's, you know, kid from our area that that's been a thrower, mm-hmm. throws the ball hard, man. Yep. You know. A lot out there. You know, there's a lot of throws out there that are not going to win. Zach pitched. He knew how to win. You know, there's, you know, we have guys in our organization. If you look at CBC's organization, you know, the sexy 90 plus 95 guy is not there. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, what the closest we had was Big Fish? Closer to the, yeah. Big Fish? I don't don't, (laughs) know. Yeah. Madoff? Yeah, Madoff. Madoff Madoff threw hard. LJ threw hard. You know, so but, but you I know, mean, LJ was years ago. I mean, I was. Yeah, you were. You were. You were baby. Now LJ's in the big leagues, and again, he didn't even throw hard enough that um, universities wanted him. I mean, Jesus. you know, I mean, I could. My alma mater didn't didn't want him. wasn't wasn't You know, wasn't you know, he was low nineties, but he carved people up, right? And then so Brian Holman, who's who was a teammate of mine in Seattle that was working as an agent at the time. I called him and I said, "Listen, you know this kid is this kid is pro material. Yeah, he can get guys out right now, at any level in, in in professional baseball. You know, at that point maybe it was only one one time through the lineup, but now it could you know now it's more. But you know, so he's not the sexy thing. So all these Power Five schools are not jumping on him. Yep, which was a mistake. And then so we get him drafted, or we help get him drafted. He got himself drafted because yeah. he was good enough. You know what I mean? Um, and now he's in the big leagues at 23, 24 years old. He's going to spend 10, 15 years in the big leagues. And then he's going to be looking back and laughing. But it's, 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 yeah. everyone is on watching. His yacht. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all these guys are evaluating pitchers on showcase style, right? Yeah. So, showcase atmosphere is you get a guy, hey, you're going to, you come in the third inning, you only pitch in the third inning, you got, you know what I mean, 15 to 20 pitches max. What are you going to do as a showcase guy? You're going to throw as hard as you can for those 15 to 20 Reach pitches. Back, max out. You know what? Because you know that the inning is controlled. It's going to be banged if you yeah. give up a bunch of walks. So, they not they don't want to extend it because time whatever but can that guy see that guy from the first inning to the sixth inning mm-hmm. what's his velo you know yeah. i mean it's is it he's not 94 coming out the gate i mean he's probably gonna be 90 he probably could bring it up when he needs to get that extra hump yeah but that's the thing we're talking about pitches right i'd rather guy 87 to 91 that's carving guys up you know that's see we all say that but no, we, we 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 all say that right yeah and on our level yeah we'll take that all day long right yeah at the next level, 
you know, which now, next level, college or pro? I'm talking about college, okay, even college. You yeah, know, especially let's talk power. Let's just talk D ones. Yeah, right. Okay, D ones are all chasing the same big arms, right? Yeah. And D twos try to get in the mix, but D twos usually don't grab them. Yeah, they may grab them now because of COVID. Uh huh. But they don't. They usually don't grab them. So, you know, you can sit there and we and you can watch a guy like Zach go carve somebody up, yeah. right? You know, punch out four guys in one inning like yeah. he did. You know, because uh-huh. the guy dropped the pass ball. But yeah, I mean, just go out there and get and then. But he's not throwing 92, right? Mm-hmm. And then the guy gets up to 92, and the guy's looking at his gun and going, whoa. You know, whoa, 92, 92. Who are they going to go chase? Gonna, I mean, the sexy guy, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So they're going to get, he's the one that's going to get money. Yep. And then he's got to be a walk-on, or he's got to get a preferred spot or something like that. It's, you know, so it's, it, it, it's a matter of, you, you know. you got to catch their eye first with the speed. you got to win. Look at. Doesn't mean you could pitch. Right. Oh, no like kidding. It's, yeah. You know, yeah, you, perfect example. you could throw 95 and you could hold your breath because that guy's going to walk the house. But I rather, you know, like, listen, the best pitcher that they had on their rotation this year yeah. was Mitch Parker. He was 92 to 94 as a lefty. I mean, he coughed. I mean, the guy wasn't a big guy, about six feet. He yeah. got drafted this year. But I mean, that's the guy that if I had to pick one guy to start, yeah. that was the guy I was going with because he was just a dude. Yeah. And you can expose these guys if you have some type of baseball knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a perfect example. One of the top organizations in the city, power, we want to call them, you know, you know, has two of the best arms and they throw against us our 2023s here at, uh, at the Tuck, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching these guys throw hard. And our first time through the lineup, they're chasing cheese, letter high. Come in, I said, okay, here's the deal, guys. We're not swinging at any strikes. We're swinging at balls off of our shoelaces. Yeah. Okay, that's what we're going to do. We come back, we just tally whack them. You know, but he, those guys couldn't make the adjustments. All they had to do is that rock and roll and, you know, and go and throw. Um, you know, it, 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 but that's, what, that's what's at the next level. And those are the guys when we're talking about, you know, you can be a thrower, you're either going to walk the house or you're going to get hit. Yep. If you can't keep hitters off, off, off balance and you can't change timing, then, you know, you're, you're going to get, especially at the levels that you move up. You watch guys in spring training. Spring training is great for me. I love it, right? Because everybody's coming out basically throwing fastballs. Yeah, they're just trying to find a zone. They're trying to find a release point. They're yeah, back, well, you know, yeah. they're back in the thing until it's till it's tail end of yeah. tail end of spring training. You watch these big league hitters, man. They they're sitting on a hundred. They're sitting on ninety nine, and they're just they're turning on them. Yeah. So different different world. What do you think? How, how do you think Smoltz, Avery, Glavin, and Maddox? Maddox. Like right now, I'm Jamie talking about Moyer. Twenty twenty. Oh, Jamie. Yeah, like twenty twenty. Those guys. Yeah. In the rotation, as as far as like, listen, we know what they've done. They're, those all those guys that I just mentioned are Hall of Famers. Yeah. But we're talking about like early in their career, they could touch ninety two. They could bring it up to the mid nineties, but they lived in the upper eighties, low nineties, yeah. and just just got out and caught. Yeah, because they changed speeds. They understood hitters. They were smarter than everybody else. They, they attacked weaknesses. I mean, that was probably and one now, of the best. Now pitching. there's there's no there's no real attacking weakness. Your 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 attack is just reach back and throw as hard as you can. Yeah. And then if you're at the dish, you're up there swinging as hard as you can. So it's you know it's power meets power. They're trying that that's that's where it's come about. But those guys had success just understanding like you know I mean you, how many times do you see a hitter Lance McCullers may do this, but how many times do you see a pitcher throw three or four breaking balls in a row to a hitter in the big leagues? Yeah, you don't see that many times. No, no, no. I mean you're setting them up with the curveball and you show know, them a I mean, fastball. Like, you know, yeah. show me you can hit this. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody, everybody in the big league level can hit, can a, hit fastball. a fastball. Absolutely, everybody, absolutely. 
Well, and that's in and showcase atmosphere yep. too. Everybody can yep. hit a fastball. Yep. You know what I mean? Now the guys are just throwing harder and harder and harder. Yeah. So these guys have seen it more consistent. You know, I mean, when I was coming up, when you was coming, how many guys went, honestly, from your high school year to poly college, right? How many right. guys can you say you've seen 90? I saw, I could tell you I saw one. I seen one. Up, up until from high school till I got to college. Yep. And I don't even know in college. And even when I got into pro ball back then, guys weren't, you know, I saw Gossage throw hard. I saw Nolan Ryan throw hard. I mean, you know, hard for when you were there was what? Low 90s. Yeah. Yeah, low, yeah. low 90s. You're talking you know, about touching 90s. But, yeah. you know, but everybody was taught to pitch back then. That's true. So there's a different story. I mean, it's, you yeah. know, you didn't go to the plate just going, okay, I'm going to go hunt four fastballs. I know. that, And that's so tough, right? Like, like you made it to the big leagues and you didn't see that many guys at 90, right? So, like, these guys in this showcase atmosphere are seeing guys on an everyday basis and showcase in form seeing 95 plus, yeah. right? So they're evaluated hitters say, oh, he can't hit. This guy's a high school kid seeing 95, you know, yeah, and it's that's tough because it's like ability and, yeah. and, and coachability too. I mean, you got to tell these guys, if I'm looking at 95, I'm not chasing something around my letters. Yeah. I'm not even at the big league level. You know what I mean? I'm laying off everything that's up top. Yeah. So I got to have this mindset and I got to be disciplined enough and I've got to have enough at bats to go, okay, we talk about zones, right? Mm -hmm. So I got to zone this guy down and I'll tell our guys all the time. I'll ask him in the dugout. Guy's throwing pus. What are we doing? We're elevating. Okay, good. We got him. This guy's throwing hard. What are we doing? We're going to low, you know, down mm -hmm. the zone. Where's he throwing? He's throwing away. Okay, we're going to look away. We're going to go away. Yep. So I'm giving them these not this knowledge that, that I acquired over time of playing and passing on to these kids, and they can make the adjustments. More times than not in our showcase environment, these guys can't tell these guys how to make adjustments because they've never had to make the adjustment. Yep. You know, and we're, you know, we're, we're proud of that, that situation. You know, it's, it's funny. We go back, and I want to jump on this real quick, and then I want to get to Zach because, you know, I'm sure he wants to rip me apart right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's all gearing up, you know. But, you know, we were talking about – I was talking to uh, – I was talking to Ricky Best, Rick Best, right, okay. Justin's dad. Great baseball guy knows yeah. every player yeah, out yeah. there. He's, knows, he's, I mean, he's he's into it. He's mm -hmm. he, he's he's locked in, man. Yes. He's, you know, he we talk and he's like, you know, this guy and that guy. I'm like, I don't know any of these guys. Yeah. I don't care about any of those guys. I don't care about my guys. Yep. Right. And so we're talking about we're talking about poachers, and we're going to go back to this, and I'm not going to stay on this long, right? So we said he said this one guy's calling him and calling him and calling him and calling him, right? And it's you know he's the guy's he, he's a poacher. He's a, he's a player poacher, and uh, the. The, what I told him, and it just it, what came to me is that the player makes the poacher look better, right? Mm -hmm. The coach can help a player. A coach, a real coach, can help a player be better. Of course. So the poacher goes out and gets all these people because he can't do it. Mm -hmm. He can't make this kid better. So, he all gets the, all -star so cast. yeah, and, yeah. and I say, and he makes the poacher look better because now the poacher looks like he's got all these dudes and he's done all this stuff. Yeah. He hasn't done anything. He's just BSing everybody to get there. Yeah, you know, it's not that's not the case. So you know, we're talking about pitching and and all these other things and, and sitting in the dugout. When you're sitting in the dugout with John Ennis, Ross Glow, Jeff Schaefer, when Alan Cocker was here or Jack McDowell was here or whatever, this this information is coming from a level that you know, yeah, that the majority of these people haven't. And that that that's not being cocky. It's like going, if you studied something your whole life, or you're a top surgeon, you're a top surgeon because you've done so many surgeries and yeah. you've had success, mm -hmm. right? So these guys that are trying to explain things or teach things or whatever, they don't have the experience to really teach it the right way. They just got a, a, a level of knowledge of how to see something and just 
regurgitate it right. and just you know see say what they you, saw. That's right, buzzwords. Yeah. Right. So you can be a great salesman and not know what the hell you're selling if you got the oh right buzzwords. Oh my God, there's a guy on Instagram that's listening. <laughs> listen, teacher man? Uh, no, 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 no. no I, listen, the teacher man. You know what? He's got his own fight with Jeff Fry. Uh, uh, no, there's another guy on Instagram. I mean, uh, you know, Northeast guy, big gadget guy. I mean, yeah. big oh, yeah. social media, and I mean. And, and I'm from the Northeast, so a lot of people call me and be like, hey, do you know this guy? And I'm like, man, this guy, like, like we're right. all the same age, and right. like we've never played against. Like, I've never even heard of this guy until just, like, the other day because he's just blowing up on social media. Like, yeah. this guy's not a baseball guy. He never played a game. Yeah. He's just got a lot of gadgets, and he's got yeah. a lot of kids following him. He's just got a lot of stuff that is just being sexy. You know what I mean? Everybody was like, yeah. he's, he's selling a bag of goods that he'd never done you know what i mean so he just sees something yeah. he just repeats it and just you know uses all these gadgets and looks cool and and just it's and gonna make you great you buy this gadget it's gonna yeah, make you great and i mean everybody's like man this is this guy's you know i want Listen, i want this, this guy is, that's the beauty of jeff fry right and if you go back and you see a lot of the guys that follow jeff fry like you know jeff manto is one of them that i played against you know guys in my era yeah um lee stevens and i go across freeman. the board freeman i mean all these guys you know they, they don't talk about gadgets they talk about reps mm -hmm. right so to, to fry's point you know which makes it brilliant because it's so simple yeah is that you do things with your tools yeah right so if i'm gonna go lay brick out here am i gonna go invent some gadget that's gonna help me get better laying brick no <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and lay brick the way that it's been done and i understand and i got these certain tools that do it yeah your bat is your tool yeah so why would you put something else in your hand that's not your tool that's right you know and try to create all these because different it perfects how you use your tool not necessarily. Not necessarily. If you, you use know. the technology to benefit your okay. Reps. How long has a hammer been around? Forever. Okay, but we're well, talking I'll, about baseball, not a hammer. We are. I'm oh, going back to it. See, you guys, yeah, yeah. you haven't been here long enough. Yeah. I'm paralleling everything. Yeah, exactly. unless a squirrel runs across this table, then I'm out. Okay, <laughs> you're parallel with the okay, squirrel. Okay, so right? exactly, I'm running with the squirrel. So you're taking. You, you have a hammer. It's been around forever, right? Mm -hmm. You've had a bat. How long a bat? How long has the bat been around? Probably a while. Right. Same thing. Okay. So you have these two tools that you don't need gadgets to teach you certain no. things, right? You don't necessarily need gadgets. You need to go ahead and master your tools. But these gadgets can give you feedback that a coach's eye can't see with your see, tool. See, yeah, there's the point. You said the right point. You can, he, you can, that you guy, can, that, you that, that guy, that, that guy has, hit, that right? guy, that, that guy, yeah, yeah, and you're but a good I mean, hitter. There, but there's still other stuff that you can't see in a swing. There's numbers Not true. and data. Not true. Not true. The swing isn't that complicated. Yeah. Swinging a hammer is not that complicated, right? Okay, there's fundamentals. There, there may be five keys to hitting. You know, your feet, your hips, your hands, you finish, you're done. Okay? Your timing, you're done. You have to master those things. It's like, it's like a hammer. Do I, do I? I no, mean, that man. might be how you use it. You got it really, exactly. But stroke, see, but stroke see, I mean, I'm the one who fixes but, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. the problem is with, with all the tools and the gadgets that, like like you said, right, it's it's perfect example of like where we're coming up, right? Like they yeah. think, hey, if we buy this bat, that's going to increase exactly. your velocity and, exactly. and strength. Hey, it's going to make, if you take 10 players, it's going to make all 10 stronger, yeah. right? So if you put it, this tool in the wrong in a, in a person's hand and don't teach them how to use it and they pick uh, up a bad habit because they can't swing it, it's too heavy, it's too yeah. fast, whatever the case may be, now you just ruin a well, swing. Well, I'm not saying so, you no, no, should. No, 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 I'm not saying you, right. what, what I'm saying is across the board around the country, a lot of people are taking tools and unis, using it the right. wrong so way. There's, there's, it should be used to assist hand in hand right. with a coach's eye. It should eye. be. Okay, it should so, be, but yes. there's a lot of tools out there that don't. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of tools out there that don't. And there's and, a lot and, of coaches the, out and, there that, that can't teach you and, how to swing. And, right? the, and, and the other and the other part, you're right. There's a lot of coaches out there that just that will tell you they're hitting coaches and they've never hit beyond Literally. middle school. Yeah, you know, state champs. So, but there are there are certain tools out there. One of the greatest tools ever invented is the batting tee. 
And and, mean, that's, and that's looked at as, like, Little League, right? Like see, people and that's unbelievable because the batting fee is behind every single dugout oh in the big God. leagues. And, and you no know, one and, wants to use it. No, and the other part of the, and here's one of the reasons that kids don't want to use it today, and it's one of the reasons, is that these kids are built on people front-tossing them, oh, yeah. having coaches, having all this other stuff, instead of, like, I got a net. Mm-hmm. I got a bucket of balls and I got a batting tee, mm-hmm. and all I want to do is I'm going to put an X on this wall, this high, about head high on a on a pitcher, yep. and I'm just going to take my swing and I'm going to figure out what it takes me to hit line drives at that guy's head all day long. That's right, right. So that's that's one of the greatest tools out there ever. The other thing has been a donut. Right? Okay. Yeah. You put the donut yeah. on the end of the bat, it just kind of gets you loose, whatever. And if you swing a donut, if you swing a bat that's weighted on the end. It will teach your hands how to work. It will t- it will take simple simple tool, right? Mm-hmm. There's one tool out there that I that I like, and and only because Zach's brother Dylan is just has a has had a massive problem of dropping his hands and and mm-hmm. going. And as velo increases, he doesn't catch up consistently. Mm-hmm. Great eye hand coordination. One of the best fielders in the state, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But doesn't consistently catch up because he doesn't go direct to the ball. Right where Zach is a good hitter, a very good hitter, and he's got sneaky pop, goes direct to the ball. Mm-hmm. So maybe different athletes, right? Zach's a corner guy, pitcher. Dylan's a middle, you know, more agility type of guy. Um, there's no reason that Dylan shouldn't hit the way that Zach hits. So that swing rail, that thing, that swing rail's out there that that you have to go from here to here. What's yeah? What is it? It's you, like a you attach piece. It, you know, oh, yeah. it goes yeah. on your hands, yeah. on the bat. Yeah. And if you drop straight yep. down, it's just going to stay connected yeah. to your arm. I've seen but if it. Yeah. So yeah, way, you can't. You'll you'll slide out. You got to go. So you know that that's a practical tool. That's you know that that and, makes sense. And here's another tool that a lot of people overlook and they don't like anymore, right? Like these kids, the picture machine. People like I mean, even my son. I mean, you you, you tell them, hey, you hit. Off, I don't like hitting off the picture machine. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I can't time it. I can't. I don't. I, I just don't it. like Figure it. Figure it, it out. It's messing my. I'm like. Like that's pit- pitching. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. You want to be uncomfortable, right? You want to yeah. be uncomfortable when you're hitting. So Money. you don't want. I'm doing a lot of pointing today, right? Hey, listen. But so I mean, but everybody wants the front toss and easy yeah. and, and feel comfortable yeah. and feel comfortable and and, and the pitching machine mm-hmm. is not going to be your friend because it's going to you're going to hit one off the handle. It's going to hurt. It's going to sting. It's going to you don't know where the ball is going. Yeah. You know, even though you got it going right down the middle. But I think that was one of the. Best tools. You so, made, you made it. You made it. And I, I would say to Zach's point, I mean, there are some things that have been uh, manufactured that do help, just like you said, that swing rail. Right. That stuff, that stuff can't help. But again, to the counterpoint, there's stuff like, I, I don't even know if you probably don't even see it nowadays, like the, the weighted balls. Kids are hitting them when oh, they're yeah. like nine years old. Oh, God. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's uh, stop, yellow, stop, yeah. Stop, stopping at impact. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's getting bad now. Yeah, <clears throat> and and kids, you can see it even in the game, they stop at impact. They don't. Yeah. They don't go through the ball. So. Yeah, there's, there's, But again, it's marketing and it's money, and yeah. everything that we do in this this game is money. But you made a really good point that I want to bring up. Did I? Is what? okay. <laughs> Raise like this. All like, right, hey, hey now. No, you, it, to get better, you got to make yourself uncomfortable. Absolutely. You can't be in your comfort zone forever because you're going to get stale. Nope. Right? right. So you always have to figure out how to make it, you know, it's, it's like when we're hitting ground balls. Okay, move up, move up, move up, move yeah. up. And then you start to pepper hard at them. You start to work your hands and you start to do something. I could sit back. I, at 60 years old, and if my knee was good, yeah, yeah. I could sit back right now and feel ground balls with anybody. Mm-hmm. Right? 
just because I've seen you, know, you do it, right? You've seen you me. You still do. hit. I mean, it's the, I, you it's know I'll get in there. there. Yeah, I just get tired really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the arms kind of the, the, the arms knee, a little bit the shut. arm. Yeah. But my point is that's a comfort zone, right? Yeah. So I can sit in a comfort zone that I've been in, you know, since I was eight years old. You know, but as I was playing, you know, you always challenge yourself, especially when I was in in Seattle and we we're on the turf. Yeah. You know, we oh, would, yeah, we would play a game, okay, five deep. Catch five ground balls. That was, you know, that was piece of cake. Nobody's yeah. getting booted oh, out hurt, five. Yeah. Move up, move up, move up, move up. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're, you're playing, you're playing up, and you're just getting shots hit at you. Well, that's why the Latin ball players are, you know, that's predominantly in the major leagues because yeah. they come from, you know, what I mean, a lot of places where they don't have the beautiful fields, right? right. They fill the ground balls with uh, right. a cardboard mitt, yeah. or they out there and just fill the ground balls with rocks yeah. all over them. So they yep. got that reaction. So when they get to the minors and the big leagues, they fill the ground balls off turf and like. Immaculate yeah. fields. They're never, never going to make an error. Right. So, you know, there's, there's tools right there. Why don't we just go throw gravel down? I grew up fielding ground balls in the street, oh, right? Yeah. So did you, right? Yeah. So, you know. Parade grounds, off, prospect, prospect Park. Fielding balls yeah. off cars and stuff Listen, like that. absolutely. You know? So, you know, maybe that's a tool, man. We just go get a bag of gravel, throw it down and hit ground balls at people, it you know. But no, teeth. they got yeah. those little rubber balls with eight different knobs oh, yeah. on it. And they're yeah. going to go in different directions like. That I don't know about. Yeah, I mean it's you know, the same idea as the gravel. It's just they use technology to make that instead of rocks. It's just yeah. Except we can go get rocks right here, where you got to go pay for rocks and you got to <laughs> order online and free shipping or five dollars in shipping. <laughs> just saying. See, it's all. It's, yeah, it, 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 I mean it's, it's all the marketing. So we do. I do this with. I do this with Dylan in the garage, right? Um, you know, when when I'll take a, a ball and I'll put letters on the ball okay. or numbers on the ball mm -hmm. right and i'll throw it off the wall and he's got a field and he's got to look at the numbers right so it's practical we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. the only addition to it is now i'm going to make him focus more on looking the ball in and seeing the ball all the way through so his eyes are working with his hands yeah simple like that i didn't have to go create something else to yeah. you know i mean you can you can do everything that's out there that's being sold that's being marketed has been done it, it's in your garage yeah it's in your garage. Just somebody smart enough to Dude. learn how learn how to make it into a, a product. A, a, a tire, a tire on a pole. Oh, they've been doing that for. Oh, they've been doing right. that for, forever. Yeah. yeah, you know, quality swings. Yep. So yeah, we can go. We, yeah, this is the beauty of the show, Zach. It's like this is un. We we, we, we come in here with no script. Nothing. Yeah, no, we no script. We don't know script. We we'll don't mess talk up about language. Now. Yeah, listen. I thought I was going to be late. You roll in at twelve oh five. No, no, no. We were upstairs, dude. Come on. We, were, uh, we were watching you walk we, into Hollywood with his glasses. Dude, yeah, we were watching you coming down with yeah, your coffee yeah, and your hair all groomed, yeah, like you know, yeah, looking all fratty, looking all fratty. Yeah, you know, exactly. Ready to rush. We want to. We want to go through some some questions. Well, first, yeah, let's. You got a couple questions. There's a couple questions, but we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We got to end. We got some stories going yeah yeah so um let's see one of them was do we think little league world series is going to happen this year um, i don't even know i mean like god that's like a 50 50 thrown up in the air we don't know what's going to happen yeah i mean if, if we had if we had to bet right now i'm going to bet i'm going to bet no i'm going to bet no as well. and if we do it's going to be just the teams and the no fans it's usually what is that that's august Usually, end of August. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, What's the, yeah, I, I, I think countries. even though the vaccine's out, you know, we can go into the whole political thing of it. I think even though the vaccine's out, that you know, they're going to keep us somewhat, yeah, somewhat socially distanced and quarantined and all that other stuff for another. But year. also, I mean, it goes back to a lot of money, right? I mean, like to to send a team to like from Japan or whatever to right. to participate in Williamsport is yeah. great for mm -hmm. TV and it's a great marketing yeah. thing. 
but I mean, it costs a lot of money. So, so for for these leagues that to fundraise and raise that money for six months to say, hey, yeah. we're going to send a team in August to uh, you know Williamsport. I don't know if that's going to yeah. be. Possible. You know, the, I, I love the college world. I, I mean, I love the little league world series. Oh, yeah. I just want the fields to get bigger. Bigger, sure. Yeah, you know, I just, it's, a, it's a great. I mean, it's listen. I, I, that's I love little league. You know, yeah. I mean, if, if if you could say, "Hey, your kid is going to play on that," I mean, every kid should play. On, but yeah, it's so I, we had this conversation the other day. It's it's a matter. Of, I would have left Zach and Dylan in rec ball in TGK if I thought the coaching in the program was right. Mm-hmm. Now that's selfish. I'm not knocking any anything. I'm not knocking TGK because all those all those organizations and all those are run by dads, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes back to the conversation that we had. You know, our family is a baseball family. You know, I mean, you know, both my uncle and my yeah, and my dad were and my stepdad were all professional baseball players. Yeah. You know, or my uncle was able to sign, but he didn't. He went to the Navy instead. So, you know, we've always had this level of, of, of baseball and knowledge that's been passed down from generation to generation. And if it's not gonna, if I'm going to leave him alone with another coach, I'm going to leave him alone with John Ennis, Ross Glode, Ray Torres. You know, I mean, I, you know, Jack McDowell, Alan Cockrell. Dusty Wathen, yeah. you know, he's going to stay at the same level. I'm not going to send him, it's like sending him off to school and, and he's elevating, he's going to be a doctor or whatever. And you're not going to step down from what you're learning. You're going to step up. That's or, you're gonna, or you have to stay on par. Yep. Um, so, you know, for those things, I wish people would stay in rec ball until they were 13 years old yeah. or 14 years old and then broke out, you know. But there's just, it's just, it's been picked apart. The landscape is horrible because the better players, they start, I think their biggest issue was their challenge. They started the challenge leagues, okay. So they're taking the better players and making this all-star team. Instead, gotcha. of, instead of the all-star team playing against another all-star team yeah. inside your rec league, yeah. You're taking this all-star team and you're going to go play Myers Park rec, or you're going to go and down and play Mara. Probably all-star. some of the daddy ball kind of feeds. And then into all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, look, we need to stay together as a team, and let's go here, and yeah. let's go play in this. Next thing you know, you you have crushed rec baseball. Yep. And that's where one, you enjoy it. Two, you pick up your instincts. Mm-hmm. You know, three, you learn to play with anybody on any level. And it's yeah, you're 100 percent right. So what's next? 100 percent right. <clears throat> Hundred percent, not even ninety nine. So yeah. Charlie Bowden or Bowden, um, Charlie Bowden, he uh, See, out of Florida. Charlie, he <laughs> says, "Where are the buttermakers of the world, Jeff? Where are the buttermakers? Okay, so this is he's going Long Island on us. Oh. <laughs> so. Buttermakers, that's the boxer. The buttermakers, I don't know what, <laughs> the, butter, what the, the buttermakers are of the world, but um, I'm sure he's got something on me that he's trying to be. <laughs> oh, he's, try, he's trying to pull you down a, 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 yeah. a sinkhole there. Yeah. What else we got? Um, Todd Miller says, sick and tired of seeing all these YouTube videos of these kids doing the run and gun just to throw a big number on the radar, learn how to pitch. So that, see that, I see that at every PBR event. I see that at every PG event. And, you know, knock them. Listen, I'm, I'm a fan of PBR tournaments yep. and PG tournaments. I'm not a fan of all the other stuff. And, I, you know, I've had that conversation with Brandon Hall and, yep. and all these other guys. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not hesitant to tell you what I'm a fan of or not a fan of. And they can come back and say, I'm not a fan of you. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with that. Me too. Um, but, you know, that right there is false advertising. I mean, that's, that's just brutal. I mean, a kid catches a ground ball, and we've seen it on social media. And Todd's a great baseball guy. Yeah. You know, and he's seen it, and he understands that, you know, listen, I played with Omar Vizquel that had a below-average big league arm, but he's got 11 gold gloves sure. because he was click-click and got rid of it. He didn't have to run 50 times to try and hump up and throw a ball across yeah. the diamond. So these guys are doing that because they want to put it on social media. Social media has killed a lot of things. Social media has crushed 
recruiting. It's crushed. I mean, these guys have to read. They, they, they got to go, oh, that looks pretty good. Let me contact this kid. Yeah. You know, so it, they want to put it on social media because they're saying, hey, I threw 88 across the diamond. Like we well, said. Well, you didn't, you didn't throw 88 across the diamond on a, on a, on a click click. Yeah. yeah. You threw it 88 across the diamond. You picked it. You said it. You started to run. You wound up like a pitcher, and and you threw it. It's like the run and gun coming down the mounds. Like, yeah, Kid, like it. we said, kids are playing for the highlight reel today. That's just that's well, the world it is. Yep. So. Well, I, I mean, no matter what we all say, and, and Todd's correct. I mean, we're all sick of it. We spoke about it so many yeah. times. I mean, no matter what we feel, it's not going anywhere, right? Yeah. Like right. it's not. So we better learn how to adapt. And you have to train your kid two ways now, right? You got to train your kid to be a showcase to how to showcase. And mm -hmm. it's, it stinks. I mean, yeah. I'm not 100% for it. Yeah. And you also have to train them how to be a baseball player. Yeah. Because you can train them how to become a baseball player and don't have the showcase tools and the sexiness of what we're talking about. Guys are not going to look at you twice. Yeah. Right? So you got to teach your, your shortstop how to – like, and it sucks. Excuse me? To be explosive. To come yeah, off. To come off. Yep. Like, yep. the throw is – like, I mean, they, they don't care if you can hit the first baseman. They want to see yeah. how hard you can throw the ball off. Yeah. It, it, teach a catcher how to – and it's and it stinks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I got a son as a catcher, and I never taught him that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just work, you know. But they so, teach the catchers how to cheat. To, to become, oh yeah, to get they, better they, pop they, times. To get better yeah. pop better times. Pop time, you know sure. what I mean? But if you don't throw a one eight anymore in a showcase, it's like <laughs> they throw twos yeah. in the big leagues. Oh my one god, one nines to twos in the big leagues. Like, twos but, is but we great. got we got one sevens coming out of high yeah. school. When like, did we front upon the yeah. two? Like you know yeah. what I mean? But that's the thing where we teaching those kids how to. Like turn their body to come out to shoot earlier, catch the ball out front. To, you know what I mean? And, and it's you, you're getting your time two tenths of a second down. You want you want you want to, you want to get true pop time. Throw breaking balls at the kids. Throw breaking balls. Put a batter yeah. in it. Have yeah. a swing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all that. Yeah. There's so many different things. But so to, so to to go to what we're saying, these kids have to learn how to become like learn what they're looking for. So to, and Todd's right, right? So the 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 average or below average eye in baseball goes wow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Todd, you, me, you know, college yeah. guys out there going like, okay, knucklehead, you took four steps to throw the ball across the diamond. The guy's going down the base in four flat. Yep. Right. So you took six seconds to get the ball out because you think you can throw eighty eight and do it, but you know he's ten feet past the bag. Nice job. Yeah. I, I mean, I seen with my own two eyes for a whole season. Right. The, the guy that holds the record at PG for the. The, the, the highest velo across the diamond yeah. and I seen him for a whole season and I would hold my breath every time they hit a ground ball to him yeah. because he was trying to rear, rear back and throw it as hard as he can and you never knew if he was going to hit that first baseman so it's always a man on second. You know, remember remember uh, years ago guy Cardinals won MVP in the World Series David Eckstein? Oh, just yeah, enough. Yeah. Just enough they call them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I've... Five, six. So to me, that's that's the greatest that's the greatest thing when you hear the umpire go out, yeah. out, out. Out That's right. because they can adjust to the speed of the run, or pace of the ball, do things and like turn that. Clock moves and they don't, quicker. yeah, and they don't have to, you know. Sit back, catch a ball, and reach back and and and, and throw. It's the same philosophy on the mound. But that's that's the thing with those kids that's like crow hopping and throwing as hard as. Just ask them a question. Hey, what's your internal clock when you get a ground ball to first base? They're gonna be like, what? What are you talking about? Try, try to throw as hard as. They can. No, yeah. you got to be on the like fort. You know what I mean? Because that yeah. guy's going up that line. So, you know what I mean? Like you got to know the runner. Who's running? Ricky Henderson running up the line or Johnny Bench? So you got to know. Dude, shorten up, shorten up your dish. I mean, it's I, I I try to explain that to our infielders too. It's like, do you understand this guy at the dish is a jet? Yeah. So. I want you moving closer towards him. And get right? rid of it a lot quicker. And so what? Because if you've got to go left or right, chances are you're not going to throw this That's guy right. out. So let's make sure we get him out on the routine ball. And they, right. they're trying to comprehend that. And then I'm trying to explain pace of ball. Speed of runner, pace mm -hmm. of ball. As an infield, that's what I learned. Okay, if that ball hits slow and that guy's a jet, you I better be yeah. exploding. Yep. You know. But you're right. So it, everything turns into highlight film. So if, if you watch, if you watch, 
you watch certain guys play, right? Like I watched, you know, Ray Johnson, right? He, Ray, Ray's great. He, he, you know, he works it and he hustles the game and he hustles players and you know, and and he's he probably pisses more people off because he's that guy. But you know, that's that's what he does. But he's got a kid on there right now that, you know, he's showing all these these infield moves and his kid's explosive, but he's almost too explosive, yeah. right? Not so so if you take. You know, and I, and I and I you know you know when I'm on the show either I use him as an example or I use Dylan as an example. You know, you we set up a video for Dylan. Dylan is smooth, right? Mm-hmm. He moves smooth. He glides, whatever. He's got range coast to coast. It doesn't look explosive from time to time, but it is. It's like, um, and I'm not comparing him to Joe DiMaggio, but people used to say Joe DiMaggio doesn't run hard. Well, Joe DiMaggio's strides were this long. I know, he, he glided. glided. Yeah. He glided, yep. and, and, and it goes the same way. So when somebody says, well, you know, it's, you know, he needs to be a little bit more explosive. Like, dude, he gets people out all day long, you know, <laughs> and, and he's 80-plus and he's across the diamond. It's just something you know? somebody want to say. But that's it's, it. Yep. Yeah, it's, it, it's true. So what else, man? No, that's all we got. Okay, so. Nice. Yeah, so. so now it's time. Time to, for Zach to yeah. ream shave? Yes. They, no, he's not going to ream me. Oh. Are you? I don't know. We'll see where it goes. All this right. is what roll a man roll, has been so waiting make for. Make sure you stay, stay on the mic. So, um, so my 18-year-old son, right, um, going off to school. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. my, you're my 12-year-old son. Give me the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch it up. So, um, growing up, you know, I mean, we're a baseball family. My father-in-law, you know, all my family's baseball. So. We, we migrated towards that. But one of the first things that I ever told Zach was that I don't ever want you to do this because I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now we, you know, we spent our weekends on there. And I, 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 mean, I hope that they, you know, he, he, he understood that, that if he wanted to play golf, carry, he was a great golfer as a, as a, as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And then he dove more into baseball and got away from golf. Now he's getting back to golf and he's a very good golfer. Um, but I told him, you know, like both of them, it's like, listen, if you want to play golf, I'll carry a golf bag. I don't care. I just want, I just want, I want to be, to, yeah. you know. But then it comes to the point. So, but if you're going to buy into this and you're going to jump into baseball, then hey. it's my way. Yeah, you that's... know. And uh, we've had some, we've had some interesting, interesting. We've clashed a couple times. We have had some. We've had some, you know, because he's a different dude. You know, he's <laughs> a social dude. He's a. Uh, He's a pretty you know, boy. We're, we're, yeah, <laughs> we're uh, we're a house full of scooches and sarcasm, right? Like that's how that's how we communicate in there. So, um, but he's a competitor, you know. He you you put him out there. He may not want to practice hard. He may want to play and mess around and have a good time. But you put him in an environment that's like he's out. To, he's yeah. out to take your head off. No yeah. doubt about it, and I don't care if you're, you know, if you're the umpire, you're you're, you're his own teammate because like I mean, you know, whatever, you chew him up and chew him up in there. But we've 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 had some, we've definitely had some moments. The one at Pfeiffer, that was that was that was the most. I cried that day. I yeah, I know. I I, I, li- I literally had tears in my eyes that day, and what that happened? was, you know, first of all, you, you're coaching your kid, right? So yeah. everybody's like the daddy ball thing is like it's 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 not a good environment, but. Oh, yeah. There's certain situations, you know, it's daddy ball. It's like he'll tell you, I never treated him like it was daddy ball. It's, you didn't produce, you didn't play, you didn't do the right thing. You're out. It's no, worse. but the thing is, nobody from the outside saw that. It was just you're well, the that, coach, I'm your kid, and I'm on the field right, right now. And that's their assumption. And they can't get it through their head that yeah. I was better than their kid. It's because yeah, you're yeah. Because then I'm, when I'm we went to dad. high school, a coaching he coached us all through middle school. And then when high school ball came around, I think a job opened somewhere up there that you were going to go in for. And you asked yeah. me, and you're like, do you want me to go? I'm like, no, I'm done. I don't want you around. Yeah. Well, and it, was, it because, wasn't in a bad way. It wasn't in a bad no, thing. Like it's just I, like he wanted to take his own course. Yeah. And it's and, rightfully so. And it was unfair. Sure. I mean, no, it was unfair that you were being, 
identified yeah, as my kid instead nothing, of you being identified as a good baseball player. That. I mean, you're one of the biggest right. baseball names in this town. So, so, so we were in, we were at Pfeiffer, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Zach's chirping. Something happens, and you know, he's chirping at the umpire, or whatever, and you know, <laughs> and I could just see it going on, and. And I, you know, I, I know his expressions. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, I've that, seen yeah, it from yeah. day one. Yeah, I know exactly. exactly what this thing is. And so I bring it in. I'm like, you know, you know, we got to simmer this thing down. You know, whatever. Because I always wanted him. It was my mistake is that I never let my abilities carry me. Sometimes I let my attitude gotcha. jump out in front of my my abilities, and it would take away from people going, "Well, he's a good baseball player, but man, he's an asshole too." Yeah, you know. So. Uh, boop. <laughs> so Zach has this this issue. Whatever we come in, and the umpire's like, "Hey, you need to calm down, number twenty four." I'm like, oh, "Okay, whatever," you know. And I, I know it's Zach being Zach, and he's yeah. at a vent. Then he hits a ground ball, and he gets thrown out of first base, and it's a bang bang play. And from where I'm at, it could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. Guy rings him up, probably because yeah, here comes number twenty four down the line, and you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Well, you know, helmet comes off. You know, he's got, and the umpire's like, put your helmet back on. You can't leave, you know, this guy was one of these sticklers. Oh, like, yeah. you know, put your helmet back on, whatever. And so Zach just starts drawing at him. Boom, 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 you know, right? And so as Zach goes into the dugout, the umpire comes over to me and he goes, number 24, you know, one more time, and he's thrown out of here, whatever. So I walk up to Zach, and I'm, you know, we're in a, we're in a nutcutter game. We're in a, we're in a competitive game, and, you know, I'm, yeah, you I'm all in. Them, yeah. He's all in. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's as much a competitor as I am. Mm-hmm. So you put those two personalities in the dugout, and then you throw a Huck Wathen on top of that that's fueling <laughs> the damn fire, you know, and it's, you know, and, and it's going. So I walk up to Zach, and I said, dude, you know, this stuff's got to end right now, okay? That's it. And he looked at him, and he goes, why? You did it for 14 years. Oh, jeez. Boom. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. So I go back to the box. I go back to the third base box. Now I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm emotionally like seriously defeated. Yeah. You know, like holy cow. Like I, yeah. you know, I really am an example to them. And he's kind of, you know, he's seen how I act and whatever. So we, I pull him out of the dugout and we go behind the fence and, uh, and we have this conversation. He's still got that look in his eye, like, okay, you know, you want to battle? We're gonna battle. You know, and not physically. We yeah, don't yeah, physically yeah. have a battle. It, you know, we're going to go. And I said, dude, you know, it's the toughest thing I'm ever going to say in my life is I don't want you to be like me, mm-hmm. you know, because as a dad, you're always like, hey, you want your kid to, hey, he's a lot like you, whatever. Yeah. It's like, I do not want you to be like, and I had tears in my eyes, you know, and we, you know, we hugged and, you know, we got after it. I knew it wasn't going to change everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I wanted him to be, you know, cognizant of what, like, you know, like what he's dealing with is being the son of a former player and a guy that's involved in baseball in the city. And then what it's like to, to be the dad, knowing that these people are looking at him in a way that it's not fair to look at him. Yeah. They look at me by my last name, not my first exactly. name. Exactly. Yep. And that was not fair because he's, he produced mm-hmm. and he played and he's, he's one of the best first basemen around. Now, is he going to get a chance to play first base in, in high school? Whatever? I don't know. That's coach's decision. It's not my decision. Yeah. Right. But, you know, literally, you know, one of the best first basemen out there and always produced at the plate. I don't care who it was. I mean, he had that bats where he looked like he was, you know, one of Jerry's kids. But, <laughs> you know, then he but then, he, you know, he'd throw two balls off the wall and, you know, he'd just do things out of nowhere. But he would never get that recognition. And I won't say never. I mean, there were definitely families out there that understood that, you know, he was whatever. But overall, and it's, and it's happened. It's happened with Dylan, too. It happened with Dylan a couple of weeks ago. Dylan. Uh, you know, the last game that we were playing again in a PG event, um, 
umpires calling pitches, you know, you know, borderline off the plate for balls, balls, balls. And Dylan just has this great A-B. And um, 3-2 count and takes a pitch about four inches off the plate, and the guy goes, ball four. I'm in third base box. The other coach is in the third base dugout. And Dylan takes off down to first base, and the guy goes, yeah, Schaefer's kid will get the, the call. Oh, geez, yeah. You know, I wanted to walk over there and punch this guy in the head. I mean, yeah. he just went through a whole nut, head, nut cutter at bat. So, you know, so he's, he's dealt with that. Yeah. You know, we've dealt with – I'm sure Dylan kept quiet, though. I think no, I got you know what? You, Dylan, Dylan's gotten, a, <laughs> Dylan's gotten a little – Dylan doesn't – you haven't been around him on the field as much anymore, but he's, he's changed that. He's got to say something about everything. First of all, with See, Dylan – See, if somebody said that to me, I would have told the guy to tell his pitcher to hit the strike zone. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, you would have, we would have had the, uh, you know, the, you know, the family playbook. My favorite say this. one. My favorite one is uh, when we were at App State. That was that was that was a whole. I mean, there were three Schaefers getting into something on that one. That yeah. Was, so I, my daughter Tori was down. Uh oh. Yeah. And so here's Tori in a Schaefer jersey. You know, I'm coach or whatever, and we have this with issue. We won't name names of teams or whatever, but a kid that used to play in our organization. So Huck. And Zach. I'm on first, and Huck was uh, he wasn't catching this game, or yeah, the catcher he, Harrison was. Yeah. So we're in the first base dugout, and uh, this kid he used to be on our team, whatever. And he's a PO, and he's standing over here on first base in his tight tights, his shorts, his little windbreaker, and his bucket hat. All right, okay, you get the point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Huck's going at him from the dugout, and I'm coming at him from over here on first. And eventually, he you know he can't take it anymore, so he asks the umpire, "Can you please tell them to stop? Oh. Can you tell <laughs> them to stop?" So that was it. That's fuel on the fire. How can I keep going? And then your side of it when you walk over there, right? Yeah. So I just you know I again the, I wanted to, I wanted to defuse the situation. I wasn't going to go fuel the fire. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, so I had to control these guys in my dugout. Yeah. So I walk over to the other the other dugout to talk to their their coach and I'm like you know to go ahead and tell him I said basically you need to control your kid yeah because I'm controlling mine over here and all of a sudden finger gets pointed at me uh -oh. or whatever and slap and go and next thing I know I turn around from the other side this is that app state from the other side he's behind me and my daughter Tori's behind me and they're ready to throw down I'm like no oh my <laughs> I was like oh my god I was like, but you know I listen the guy that the guy that we had the issue with I got respect for um you know, he's 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 another one that's an ultra competitor, you know, and he sees me coming that way in his mind. He's thinking, yeah. OK, and it was just I'm just here to diffuse it. But, you know, I mean, so that, that those are things that we dealt with. But, you know, to to the point, I mean, you probably, had, you know, you, you see it. You see it when your son is different. Yeah. And they're and they're and they're better. It's people don't want him to succeed. Yeah. People didn't want Ray to succeed. Absolutely not. You know, people don't want Dylan to succeed. They much rather see them fall. And you got and, and you know what? To you know, in the end, it's going to make these guys better. Well, they want to see them succeed their way, right? So, I'm just going to use Ray as an. I can't speak on your guys' part, but I'm going to speak on Ray's example. So, Ray, you know, when Ray was coming up, everybody wanted to like put their hand on it and say do it this way right and if he didn't do it that way then you just say hey and he was successful with the way he was doing it right like how you, you know what i mean so everybody's gonna say oh that kid is this and this and that and they never because he's not doing it their way but there's not one right way right right like if you know we all figure out how to do things and we work together so people want to see people succeed but they want to see it in their eyes well, and how they want yeah. to do it and so. if you do it a certain way and a certain style or in, yeah. in your you know you know like you said everybody wanted to see 
dumb, and they just looked at him like, oh, that's Schaefer's kids, and they're going right. to get X, Y, and Z. But it wasn't. They were still playing they the game. They were good baseball players. They were good base- no matter yeah. what, if you took the last yeah. name off, they were still good baseball players. Yeah. But if they didn't adapt to the way that they were, that they wanted, like, hey, you're going to be Schaefer's so kids. So it goes, goes back to the point we're talking about the poachers, right? So they want, the poacher wants to put his stamp on it and yes. go, look at me. Yeah. Look what I did. Absolutely. Okay? When the other side of it is, if you're coaching, like, I just want these kids to succeed and move on, you know? And that's not, you know, it's like, oh, that's, um, you know, cliche or whatever. It's not cliche for us. You know what? I mean, I got nothing to prove in this game. You know, I mean, there's nothing for me to say that I need to do this because of me. Okay? I love the game. I love the kids. I love I love being in the dugout. I can't stand being upstairs in that office. Yep. You know, it drives me nuts. Well, I mean... Yeah. What's that? Unless you're napping. Unless I'm napping, because yeah, yeah. then I'm very comfortable. And now I got a TV up there, and I got YouTube TV going, so Andrew's got me all hooked up. But isn't it isn't it the case where the, the, the guys, like you said, the poachers, right, are are the frauds out there in this travel ball world and this in the sports arena where they say, "Hey, I did this for this guy." Oh, or, exactly. You know what I mean, like, look the, who I'm, played for me. I'm I had special, I, yeah. I had these five guys that played for me, like. Yeah. Dude, you had Mike Trout. Mike Trout yeah. was going to be a big leaguer no matter what. You didn't yeah. do nothing for Mike Trout. You know how many people had Mike Trout? Oh my God! Alex you know how many people? Oh, they all said. You know, I mean, it's it, these these guys come through the scenario. You don't. You can't take credit for anything because they have to do it on the field themselves. Yeah. So again, like my father-in-law said, like Pap said, he's like, you know, where, where you know where the supporting cast, they're the stars. Yes. The supporting cast doesn't get the freaking awards. Mm-mm. You know, you just you're just part of it, and you're like, hey, man. Thanks I'm glad for, I was thank, able to. Thanks, thanks for letting me be in your movie. That's what I mean. Dude. I'm it. glad it was I was fun, able to you know? ride with you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Know? And that's so, the thing where so many people want that. They want to be. No, they want to be identified because they don't have any other identity. Yes, exactly. They don't have any identity. It's 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 the guy that Dylan and and that played for down in down in you know in uh, in Fort Myers when he mm-hmm. played down that thing. It's like you don't have the if you don't have this you you know you can't live with the fact that you just can't be an average guy. That's right. You know, or you know, you think that you did this for these guys. You didn't do jack for these guys. That's right. Okay, these kids did it themselves. And that's, okay. the, and that's the thing where there's so many kids that you helped. There's so many kids that I helped. There's so right. many coaches around here that help right. so many kids, yeah. right, that don't want the acknowledgement yeah. or, or recognition. I mean, we could just go off our resume of what we've done in the baseball world in the past five years for kids. And you'd yeah. be like, wow, I didn't even know that. But why should you know that? You shouldn't know that, right? Right? Because we don't want that recognition. You yeah. know what I mean? This is, a un, this is the most unappreciated position because we do so much. We don't want any acknowledgement. No, we we just do so much because we love to do it. And it just okay, hurts us like when that, a parent man. or someone just says negative things about what we're trying to do. It's like, hey, do you know we're, we're 12 months out of the year talking yeah. baseball, working baseball, talking to coaches, trying yep. to, you know, we just don't make a tournament in a week, you yeah. know, and just say, hey, we're going to play a tournament. That's talked about for months. There's so much work that people don't give the. the yeah. And then, listen, I, you know, we not to just not singling one person out there's a lot of people out there that that are doing that that need this that you know if they could if they could take a trophy and mount it to the hood of their car they'd drive around the neighborhood with it <laughs> you know i mean they, they would i mean it's so you know so somebody said i said you know we're not chasing trophies for we're not chasing trophies we're chasing opportunities for yeah. the kids Experience, that's what i want yep. You know, experience. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that word is never gets used. No. You know, and that's what this is all about. Because when it's said and done, we're not going to win. We're not going to remember we won a championship or we did this or that. State you know, champs. State champs or, you know. I mean, listen, I give, I give credit to the top dogs that win the WBA. And it's, and it's you know, it's, it's yep. the top stuff, right? You know, um, you know those, those are big events. But yeah. you go down, you're in Charlotte and you win the weekend freaking Gatorade 
body armor, freaking. Hey, that's a big know, event right there. Come on. It's a big that's event. A big you know, event. but you, but, but you win that. It's like you're not going to be sitting in a bar someday and go, hey, yeah, babe, one day I won the body armor championship. <laughs> you know, that's like, right. you know, it's, yeah. it, it, you're not going to go down that road. But so, but the experience of competing and being involved in, in team and, um, and, and the whole experience of moving through the process. And listen, he could pitch in college at a D1 level right now. He could. You know, so he's got his experiences up to this point, and now he's looking for new experiences in his life. That's right. And they don't necessarily have to be involved in baseball. It doesn't. But you know the beauty of this? When he's a dad and his kid wants to play baseball, he'll be on the field, and I know that those kids will be getting good knowledge. That's it. You know, and so, that's 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this game of baseball should be teaching more life lessons and growing the experience and having building relationships yeah. than just becoming it does. A, a running gun, top velocity guy. Who cares it about does. that, you know? The, the, the experience of playing the game, like literally playing the game, you know. it's uh, You like to just send them down to a tournament and say, okay, I'm going to go to the hotel. I'm not going to write the lineup. I'm not going to keep score. I'm not going to be in the third base box. You guys are going to take yourselves through this tournament. That's right. And see how that goes. And you want to see cutthroat and you want to see vicious? Who's bad? I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Exactly top, yeah, right. Yeah. Who's going to play? Who's not going to play? Right. Who's going to win? Who's going to do whatever? So and we got to do that every day right in the lineup. You know, you should do that once a year. Like, this is your tournament. Yep. I'm going to go sit in the stands. I'm not going to do a thing. That's right. You're going to run the whole club. Hey. So, that would be yeah. fun. What do you got over there? No, we're good. Yeah? So, yeah, we're way over our time. Yeah, well, we don't have a time. What are you kidding me? Time. Well, Shafe and I got a call at one. Oh, so. you guys got a time. Yeah, we got a time. Is it one thirty? One, almost. One, it's getting there. Is it really? One fifteen. So yeah. give Zach back the mic for a second. Uh oh. So, out of all this, and it's said and done, right? And you and I have not had this conversation. And this is a lot of people listening to this that have kids that are playing. You've made the decision not to play, right? Tough or not tough. And what, part, and what parts are tough if it's tough and what parts are – It wasn't easy because, I mean, obviously I've been doing this before I could uh, sit up. Yeah. You know, I probably fielded a ground ball before Absolutely. I took a step forward. Absolutely, in diapers, forward. brother. I used to roll them <laughs> to you all day long And before I even changed them. Like, hey, you stink, dude, but catch this ball. <laughs> and I always loved playing the game, but I never had that kind of like – driving passion for that you and Dylan have. You know, right. everything, it's always got to do this, got to do this, baseball. Right. It was like, yeah, I go to, you know, I go to practice, do this. And then I battled for it a little bit before my arm injuries. And then when I took that about two-year gap of where, you know, I really wasn't involved, yeah, I really didn't miss it. There was no, like, heartbreaking kind of like, oh, I wish I could be there right now. It was like, yeah, you know, I want to be back, but I'm having just as much fun doing, yeah. working. So it really just came to it. It was like, I, you know, I, this isn't what I want to do for the next four years. No. And See, it's perfect, perfect it's, answer, man. So people need to hear that. Like, you know, you, you know, you think as a baseball dad or as a baseball guy that, that this is, this is my whole life that I would be at the point and I would go like, you know, but dude, you know, yeah, what, you what baseball, him, yeah. I'm not, this is, this kid's, he, he's made a decision and, and he's comfortable with, with it. With the game. I mean, you know, I've been doing, like I said, for 18 years, it's, I don't have to go yeah. on to the next level to carry the, what this game has taught me. There's been more than just the physical aspect to it. I mean, like you said, the competition, you know, when mm -hmm. to do this, it's all the mental aspect of the mm -hmm. team sport and, and competing you, like and that, the friends you, the made, friends you yep. make and the yeah. social aspect, it's all, that's right. It all feeds into a bigger thing, not just the next level of baseball. So, yeah, that's why I'm proud of him. I mean, he's, he's had a path. He's, you know, and, and nobody was upset with it. I was more concerned that he was going to try and do it, you know, just to please. And, you. And, yeah. and, and he would do that. You know, he said some things like, yeah, you know, I may give it a shot, whatever. And that was just kind of, appeased. I, I didn't need to be appeased, but what appeases well, me is that he's happy. Yeah. I know. In whatever direction that he goes. And I know part. you said that, like, you know, our whole lives, it's like, right. do whatever you want. And I yeah. fully understood that, but it's, 
it was that piece of me that was like, this is what he's done. This is how he's made his money. This is how he's provided for us. You know, I, it's like, I don't want to, a part of me didn't want to tell you that I didn't want to do it. Yeah, it was, there was no, see, but that's, that, that's the point. But I mean, when he, when he did, and I think, you know, the arm kind of made it easier in a sense, but you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with Dylan. Like Dylan's a good football player, right? Dylan may want to play football in college. You know, it doesn't, if that, you know, I, what I did is what I did. What I want them to do is what they want to do. I just want to sit back and watch them. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever road they go down, you know, whatever road, I just want to sit back and watch them. I don't have to go to a college to watch my son play baseball anymore. Right. I just, you know what, he's home. Let's go play golf. Let's yeah. go down the beach. Let's, go catch let's enjoy game. it. Let yeah. me meet your girlfriend. Let me meet your future wife. You know, let's, you know, I mean, there's a whole different piece of that's going on. And these guys, that are, especially in the younger levels, the, the families that are young, Man, I mean, some of these people live and die. Like, this is the next Jeter. And if my kid doesn't get, the, you know, the yeah. pro ball or whatever, or if he's not a big leaguer, you know. They, they live feel the dip- disappointment. They feel like they are let down because their kid is well, not. Well, they're let down because they didn't get there, and they're trying to live vicariously Absolutely. through their kid and well, get there. Well, when you shove something down a kid's throat like that from the first time he can play, they, yeah. it's something they don't want to do. you got to let the yeah. kid find what they're passionate about. And if it's That's not right. baseball, yeah. you got to accept it. You can't. I mean, if you're going to shove baseball down their yeah. next Jeter kid's throat from the so. second they can play T-ball, they're just going to end up resenting it. That's the biggest pit hole, yeah. to compare your kid to someone else. Yeah. You should never compare your kid to any. Listen, nope. as a dad, as a parent, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you just want to see your kid happy. If it's baseball, yeah. great. If it's, you know what I mean, going to school, yeah. great. If it's, you know Listen, what I mean? Listen, I've seen, I've seen relationships damaged because all they had was baseball. Yep. And when that goes away... You know, then what do you talk about? That's know? right. You know, but we, you know, I mean, he's into cars and, you know, I mean, he's got so much knowledge. It's, you know, it, it, you know, and, I'm, and, I'm, and now I'm being the gloating dad. <laughs> I don't have to be the gloating baseball dad, but, you know, you sit down with him and this is what you get. I yeah. get this all the time. Yeah. You know, I get this like, holy cow, who is this kid? This kid's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yeah, he's a great kid and he's going to have a great life and he's got great support system around him, whether it's through baseball or friends or, or whatever. So. You know, I, to the parents and Zach, you know, you back this up as you know as well as that. You know, just be happy, man. You know, let let your kid make his decision, and you know, he'll make the right decision. That's right. You know, and and you're lucky you have the kid, and the the kid isn't any different if he's in a baseball uniform or in a law firm or you know selling something or whatever. He's you know he still is still your he kid. Is. Still your kid, man. And you no know what? what? And we'll share things with baseball forever because he's going to have kids. That's right. Or his brother may be playing and we're going to go to a game or whatever. But, you know, like he said, it wasn't in his heart. Like, it wasn't like I like, I like playing the game. It's not what I wanted to spend the so, next four let, years of my time on. So yeah. do you think a lot of, you know, of the passion and the drive in your heart had a lot to do with the outside world as far as, like, the parents talking about, you know, Schaefer instead of Zach, like taking that love away from the game instead of you just letting you just be one of the one of the guys and just let playing. No, I you know I think it was all on me. I'm I'm pretty good. I don't care what other people have to say about it. You know, really I, I was that. very That's conscious good. of the fact yeah. that people would talk about me and Dylan and right. that essence of the last name. But if I had loved it, those people. Wouldn't have they would they didn't affect my decision whatsoever. That's that's, right. that's great, and it I, was you know, I'm happy to hear that because a lot of times yeah. the outside world damage something that somebody has yeah. inside their heart. You know, what I mean, we, yeah. we, we a lot of people tell somebody what they can't do, right? Yeah. Instead of being the and support, again, yeah. And again, he's like he's saying to a point where he felt like you know he there was a tinge of it that he felt like I would be disappointed, mm-hmm. you know. And as a parent, I'm, uh, he's Far never from he's, it. Yeah. he's never disappointed Absolutely me in, in, in any decisions made. So, you know, to the families and the parents, we'll end here, Andrew. I know because we got to get on some some USA phone calls, but 
Um, you know, let these kids know early on, man. If this is not what you want, doesn't change the okay. fact that you're my kid and I love you. And That's it right. just it, it it doesn't matter. You do not have to be a baseball player to be anything special in my life, and he knows that. That's right. Um, so. Um, that's it, man. You know, it's uh, that was a good show, right? Yeah. That was fun. I, like, you know, yeah. I love the script we wrote today for this one. What script? I always, <laughs> exactly. Let's go uh, from the hip. So yeah. we got so Christmas is coming up. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to everybody. We that's probably right. won't do this next week. We'll be we'll be away, and we'll come back the week after that. The week after that is New Year's. Are we going to be back for that? Or? Oh, we got to do uh, we got to do an end of the year. Oh my God, that'd be. Huh. You'll yeah. we'll do at least one before the end of the year. All right, we'll hopefully do, the we'll, bar is up by then. No kidding, no kidding, yeah. and and it's fully stocked. Yeah, we but then we have to go to work after that, so yeah. we I don't know if we can do. We need to pop a bottle of champagne <laughs> just for twenty. We do for twenty. Yeah, to get, just get rid of this. Let's do two. One to get rid of twenty twenty, and one oh, to bring geez. it through. Yeah, that's right. Uh, bring it in the new year. Zach's right away. like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so, no. All right, <laughs> man. Well, no, <laughs> I, I enjoy it every week, man. You guys are special to me, and uh, this was great, man. Absolutely. Um, Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas. Peace out. Peace out.